what's up beautiful people uh we're back again and as we promised we're gonna start shooting more and more consistently so we have a very special guest in today um it's you know boy luke rock is in the building yay hey, hey. and then we got uh, Lori wintonic the um little powerful woman little big powerful woman yes the um organizer facilitator of elite 365 jessica series program the first year and um as a member of it i just gotta say she's done a fucking awesome job uh start off with just an f-bomb but this is who we are um so we're, uh, we're gonna probably talk about that a ton and, and who else knows what else we get into but uh for the elite 365 program jesse itzer's program that you really are like the the cog behind it all making it work what what makes this unique First of all, Jesse Itzler, because everything he does is just, you know, completely out of the norm, which is great because mm. normal's broken. It's like he always says. But, um, you know, there's so many mastermind programs out there that are really good, but they're based in certain areas, you know, specific to business or reality or this or that. And Jesse's program, this JI coaching that we do, Elite 365, as it was called this year, is really everything your traditional mastermind is, but everything it's not. And it covers everything. We don't wanna just focus on one area. We wanna focus on balancing all the areas of your life. So we work as, mm-hmm. we work on business, relationships, personal, and health and wellness goals. And it's important that we give as much attention to all of them and not just one of them. Right. And that's what's really makes us unique because we are just fully balanced. It's about your life, not just your job or not just your, you know, niche that you're in. That's a, actually, that's a perfect way to put it. So it's completely about your life. So I'm fortunate enough, Lori's actually my personal coach. And then amongst, how many other coaches are there? There's two coaches for this year. We have um, two more coming in next year. All right, so mm. maybe not coach, uh, mentors. Mentors, there's nine mentors, yeah. So the mentors are like Mona Sharma. She's super brilliant and amazing what she does. She does like yoga and nutrition. She's a uh, Will Smith's uh, nutritionist. Yeah. nutritionist. We got counseling. Dr. Trish Smith who does who did breath work with like Wim Hof, um, Dr. Karen Gordon, who is a relationship coach, gave some really interesting, remember I was talking about last week with like the 23 minutes, I was like, oh, because I met this coach, like I learned like 23 right. minutes and like sex one and three times a week, that's all it really needs. Like I've, it's funny is I take the lessons we learn and I give it to my team in business mm-hmm. and because it is life, right? And, and you right. obviously know how we get down, I'm wearing the hoodie they made for us, the dojo, which I had Jesse sign the, the dojo mm-hmm. thing because um, I got into it, I'll get into how I get into it later, that's not as important as, kind of what it is um but there's john carroll there, there's chris haw um there, there's just these amazing human beings who you might not know but they're the people that you look up to who they work with who they go to for like advice gotcha. so it's like the coolest thing like i don't say having these people at your fingertips because you don't that's not fair but, but you kind of do but you kind of you got them if you need them right you like some right, calls exactly. and then like i've become friends i don't want to push my luck say i've been friends i'm, I'm acquaintances or more with some of them like me and john carroll get like dinner mm-hmm. and like him and his wife are like like are like friends with me and danielle um, oh, that's cool yeah so it's, it's something cool like jesse sent me like you know nice little text to uh, my my wedding and stuff like that so it's just yeah. kind of like it, it's pretty cool stuff they become part of your circle i mean and these nine mentors that we have again like you said dr trish smith mona sharma dr mindy peltz for fasting um chris oh. hout uh, Dr. Karen Gordon, Leadership and Relationships, Megan Riley, Chuck Wade, Melissa Joy Kong. I 
feel like I'm forgetting somebody with John Carroll, which you mentioned for business. These are all the people that Jesse goes to and Sarah, Jesse's wife, Sarah Blakely goes to for advice when they, you know, when they're looking for things, these are Jesse's personal mentors. And now we get to use them too. I mean, how cool is that? Like that we get to get coached by them and, and go to these retreats and do things with them shoulder to shoulder in a, in a you know, an ice plunge like are you kidding yeah, me yeah. like it's crazy like oh i'm just hanging out with mona sharma today and last week she was with will smith and you know mindy yeah, like, how did I get in this yeah mindy pelts is you know having dinner with danica patrick and then here i am like hey mindy can you help me with my fasting you know mindy, like <laughs> dr mindy pelts for me that doesn't she probably has my favorite instagram account oh, she great. puts so much useful information out there on like fasting i actually do it probably once a week now um Seriously? yeah yeah and, and okay I think the the three day fast was um, it actually the I'm probably gonna kill this but like the cellular atrophy I already know I butchered that word but like it gets rid of dead cells and and it looks to help like against cancer and all these different illnesses and if you fast like three days for three days in a week maybe once a year I forget the percents but like the amount of, like illnesses and stuff like that that your body cures and it's wild how much better you feel you said three days three days yeah. 72 hour fast we so, did a 72 so hour so water we, fast so we did water fast mm-hmm. yeah nothing but water you can no. have black coffee you can have tea but mm-hmm. nothing but but water but we did it under her care and we had you know we knew exactly what to look for we knew if if certain things happened what we should do you there's these like fat bombs they call them which are basically like right. oil and yeah, and like nuts MCT or whatever oil. that you could have or something like that if right. you if you felt like you were dropping blood sugar levels or something that you mm-hmm. didn't feel like you were okay you could do that but we and then we broke the fast together after 72 hours the way you're supposed to but autophagy is the word you're uh, trying autophagy. to say <laughs> and there's a point um i don't think it's a 24 hour fast water fast is really good for you 36 hours um is good you you hit it you start autophagy at about i think eight, 17 or 18 hours your body what, will start and what, that what is it, when your is cells that? start to heal itself okay and that's what luke was saying like the you know it will it, it will attack cancer cells. It will flush all of the, the negative stuff out of your body, toxins, everything, the longer you can fast. So a three to five day fast is like amazing. I, three days was, I thought I was going to be like starving. We were fine. I was fine. Fine. Really? Yeah. So, you know, you can ask Danielle, like I get more energy when I fast now. So the first few times you do it, it's a little weird and, and you, you think you're hungrier than you are. And when it a is, little weird. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, honestly though, what happens is you realize most time you eat, you eat because you're bored. Or it's mm-hmm. what you're programmed to do. Right. And like you have like a hunger pang and it's almost like a reminder. It's like an alarm clock, like eat, eat, eat. And right. then you just ignore it and then you have more energy because your body uses, again, I learned this here or not here, but, but with Laurie and the group, your body uses so much energy in the digesting, the, the preparing and the cleaning. I was told that. Yeah. That that's why you're so much, yo, I need less sleep and I fast. Like I w- I've been feeling like shit lately um, because we went so hard last week. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, yeah. like, um, what happened was I, I decided I was going to fast, and I feel amazing today. Three yeah. days. Uh, no, I just did one. So okay, okay, all right. Yeah. No, no, the, one, the one I think I can live through. No, no, yes. Yeah, oh, so you could totally live. It, you, so you, if you weren't so conscious of eating because society says we have to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner at certain times, you wouldn't even realize that. Yeah, I'm like and, double that program. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, I mean, when you look at animals in the wild, they eat when they're hungry because they need energy. Right. They don't eat because somebody it's eight o'clock or right, it's noon. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody told them it's time to eat. They eat when they need to to fuel their body. We've moved away from that because society and big business and all of this wants us to consume. Right. Right. right? So fasting, just kind of intermittent fasting, you could do. You know, if, if you stop eating at eight p.m. 
and you don't eat again till noon the next day, it's a 16-hour fast. Mm-hmm. You don't even realize it. And people do that all the time. They just grab coffee and off they go and they don't think anything of it. So if you actually put a little bit of consciousness into it, a little bit of intention, it's not so hard to intermittent fast and that 24 hours will go by really fast. 72 was a, a little bit of a challenge, but you realize when you thought you were hungry, you drank some water and moved on like you were What's either it? bored or whatever and your body just... What's today, Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's on for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, dude. If I, I, honestly, if, I call, if I call you and tell you I done blacked out, you know what happened. <laughs> no, dude, you'll be fine. You'll be if, fine. If you, is, there, is, there, is there anything special I need to know? I heard black coffee, which I can't black stand. Black coffee's fine. Water. Tea. I love black tea. You can, you can yeah, do some, tea? Water. No calories, basically. Okay. Yeah, you don't want anything that's got calories, and you certainly don't want anything that has any um, carbohydrate at all. Right. So if you, if you felt like you had a headache or you were a little bit... Um, dizzy or anything like that where you felt off you might make a little nut butter or something is fine mm-hmm. but nothing with sugar in it or anything like that all right yeah, some of the fats and stuff like the ghee or yeah the mct oil um, all right i'm hunting for one day one day yeah, yeah, yeah. 24 yeah. hours Bro, okay. I, I bet you you'll love it if you start yeah. it if if you ate dinner tonight say at like five six o'clock and when you were done mm. you just drank water and then tomorrow you didn't eat again till five or six o'clock you'd be fine because you're gonna sleep through okay. half of that I can I can live through half of that, through most of that. You can still go to the gym, bro. Like I, I still go to the gym. I go to the sauna. I was running. I really, was, I was doing two days when I was doing the three day fast. The, really, I got hung really hungry around forty eight hours and really hungry around sixty or sixty five. But like at seventy two, when we broke the fast, I wasn't even. Hungry. I wasn't even ready to eat. I was like, really? oh, I got it. Like yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I was like, uh, I, I guess I can do this now. I'm gonna do it because it's like a community thing. All but right. like, I was I was like ready to keep going. Yeah. Um, my Taita, which is like the medicine man, um, Amazon for like ayahuasca. Whenever he does it, um, you know, he's just so wise. But, like, he always talks about how Christ did 40 days without eating. Buddha did. I forget how many days. And he just Mm -hmm. refers to all these holy um, Gandhi and all these different people. And he's, like, fasting is spiritual. And he goes, you... And he said, this seems absurd to me. But he said, every day you fast and you fast the right way for spiritual purposes, you remove 50 years of karma in your lifeline, in your bloodline. How does that work? So out? he said. He said. So if you fast one is day it, a week, is it because your, your DNA is self healing? Is what he's trying to say? Or I don't know, man. You're not really like. He doesn't really speak English, so he's like a translator. <laughs> um, <laughs> like he's straight from the Amazon, bro. Like he, he yeah. wants, he's bringing me with me to the Amazon. Right. Like the last one, he was like, "You're gonna teach the churches and like little Buddha and all this other." Crazy. It was yeah. wild, bro. He started singing to me, but like before I go off on that tangent, um, we'll, we'll save that for another time. Yeah. Well, um, you kind of got into it last week. Yeah, yeah. We kind of got yeah. into it a little bit, yeah. but like, um, but he was just saying that. It's 50 years of karma for your lifeline. Hmm. And I don't understand why. I just remember like looking at Danielle and being like, right. that's, something, that's something else for me to go look up. Okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It, it, 50 just seems like a lot. 15 yeah. would make, but he said, because I remember him specifically saying 50 and thinking like, there's no way he, that's correct. And he said, so if you do one day a week for 50 weeks, you're doing 250 years. You're helping your, your ancestors. Hmm. Like you're helping your future bloodline. Hmm. This is sounding better. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's back up. So for so for you know you know how you have the cliff notes right. Mm-hmm. So for the person who's never heard of Elite 365, what is it and why would you want to go do it? It is. I hate to say it, it sounds so cheesy. The life coaching. It's it's a life optimization program, but nice. it's but it's different. It's experiential. It's adventure based. It's based on doing, not telling. Right. So. You know, most of the mastermind programs out there, you go to a conference, you sit in a hotel room, you get talked at for two or three days, and then you leave. I like I like your choice of words. We 
like it's less more it's less talk more action like we're we're living it so you know we we give we have this calendar jesse has this big calendar how he plans out his year we do a whole planning session on the phone one-on-one luke and i did his we sit down we're like here's the whole checklist what are we looking at this year for you what do you have to do personally that's like the normal the doctor's appointments the you know anywhere anything that you need to do what what do you want to do what you know what's danielle got what are you what are you guys looking at all these different things and then what are your goals what are your business goals this year what's mm-hmm. your what's your personal goals this year what's your health and wellness goals what's your relationship goals let's get that figured out on a calendar and see what it looks like a lot of people they plan in december or january and they're like i'm gonna do all this and like they run at the gate full speed right exactly and then within about 15 days they stop going to the gym they're not eating healthy that all those phone calls they were all the things they were gonna do they, they may keep their business goals but usually business goals even because of the way they're laid out they'll only last six months and by june everybody's falling off nobody's doing what the planning session was so we're geared towards spreading it out on your calendar so it's like okay well if you have a big business goal in the first quarter then let's not talk about running a marathon because you're not going to be able to focus on both so let's put the marathon in august so you could train second you know second quarter into august like Mm -hmm. let's look at what we're really trying to accomplish and make sure that it's feasible and it'll work and also let's make sure it's big enough right because we want to push and at the end of the day our whole thing is it's not so much about the goal you're putting in place, but it's the journey and the learning and the the experience you're gonna get to get there. Mm -hmm. And so that's what really makes us a a little bit different. That's what we do, that's what we're about. And it's about bringing out everyone's best authentic self. The question I ask all the people I coach is, when you're sitting and you're doing something and you feel that joy, you feel like this is like, I'm my best Lori right now at this moment. What are you doing? Figure out what those moments are right. and let's figure out how to do more of that because that's where right. you should be putting your time and that's where your passion is, your purpose. Like all the other stuff is just stuff. So mm-hmm. if there's things we have to do right. and we can figure out how to fit them in, but let's plan the things we want to do that make us who we are right. from the inside out. Like I want to I talk to my true inner self and I want her to speak to me and let me know what I should be doing. Exactly. And I want to do that first and then all the other stuff fits in after. And that's what we do. We teach you how to live that way so that you're literally at the end of December, like the, I'm hoping the people that were in Elite 365 look back and be like, holy fuck. Exactly. Like this year was amazing. Like I could not have imagined that I could have done this this year. And, and it's not because I did anything for them. Mm-hmm. They all did their work. Yeah, you the helped coaches them just to themselves. help them pull it out. Right. You know, Jesse says it, he said it a couple times in his speeches. You know, there was a family that lived on a farm and oil company comes and they're like, you know, um, we're pretty sure there's oil under your land. And they're like, there is absolutely no oil. You're crazy. And the oil company's like, look, we're going to drill. Like, let us drill. If we hit oil, we'll split the profits with you. Like, we'll split it with you. Okay. And they're like, yeah, go ahead. Knock yourself out. Drill away. There's no oil. Well, guess what? They drill and the oil's there. And this family they're now millionaires no they were millionaires for hundreds of years as long as they own that property they just hadn't hit the oil yet exactly everybody has that oil inside of them and what we're doing is figuring out what it is to bring it out Mm -hmm. and it might be something for business it might be something personally might be something spiritual it might be something for your health and wellness like some people are working out and doing things this year that they've never done before and they love it they love how they feel so it's just finding that and creating more moments of that in their life that is what we do and we do some really cool stuff while we're doing it i mean we 
went to Minnesota. We took tents and staked them into a frozen lake and slept outside in tents in sleeping bags in minus 15, minus 20 degree weather while some of us slept. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> like, yeah. I was snoring like Luke, a bear. Luke was in the tent next to me, so guess what? I didn't sleep at all because he snored the like whole <laughs> night. Um, and we had fires that we had to keep lit for, for you know to, to keep us warm and all of those things. And we cut a hole in the lake and we cold plunged in the lake. I've never done that stuff before. Uh, uh, the yeah. ice was so frozen. We, we, hold on. We, we, we lit a fire on the lake that we were sleeping on? Yes, in our tents. Yeah, we right. had... Like, it was like a little stove. We oh, had, like, okay. stoves. And then we had a bit... We, they rolled the The stoves might as well not have been there. No. They did nothing, nothing. for heat. Nothing. Literally, like, the way it was set up, literally, <laughs> the heat just went straight out the tent. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly was just... Yeah. Yeah. No. I have by, to give by the time you left, you're like, oh god. Yeah. The stove was more a, for light than for heat. Right. I have to give a shout out to Britton Barbie because he single handedly kept our tent alive because Jesse was like, I got the I got the fire, and then Jesse fell asleep, and the rest of us was freezing. I literally at one point it was about two a.m. Um, and it was so cold. It was minus fifteen, and I like I was in the sleeping bag, and I'm like, all right, if I get up, I'm gonna lose whatever heat I have left, and I'm like. Maybe I should text my daughters. Like, maybe I should just let them know mommy loves them. Like, <laughs> I'm going to free. So I come home. I'm telling my husband the story. I'm like, I almost called you. Like, I almost called the girls. Like, I was gonna. I, I was pretty sure I was going to die. And he's yeah. like, Laura? I go, yeah. He goes, wasn't there a cabin like 300 yards from where you were laying? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what? I go, I wasn't giving up. Yeah. No, I wasn't. No. Uh-uh. I wasn't walking out of that tent, even though, I, I mean, any sane person would have. And a few of our people did. But. Yeah, we had a barrel sauna out there. The ice was so thick, they got chainsaws to cut it yeah. to, so that we could cold plunge. They had to go get bigger chainsaws because the ice was three. The chainsaws feet burned deep. out. Like they, ha- yeah. They went through like three chainsaws. It, like, and there's this, <laughs> there's this wild like <laughs> Minnesota. I wish I could remember the dude's name. I still talk to most of um, Embrace North though. Oh, they're amazing. Jake, Jake's coming out. He's gonna stay with me when I get the house. He's Jake gonna do the podcast. Um, like all these guys. Sauna Poppy. Sauna Poppy. <laughs> so, um, just these wild dudes. <laughs> This one guy, what was the guy with no shirt, with the hat, and like the toothpick the whole time? Uh, um, no, get no, there, shirt, no shirt bro, on the They, they all like had no shirts because they live out in Minnesota. This is like normal. And he's just, he's like trying to live with the chainsaw, get another chainsaw, like they're burning out. He's like getting the axe. Bro, the shit was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, to say the least. It was, it was absolutely nuts. Um, it was funny too. So like me and my tent became super tight. Tent two. Tent um, two. Shout, shout out to tent two. So, um, <laughs> shout out to tent two. We we ended up we were actually I think us and one other tent were the only ones that stayed both nights outside. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. So the the second so in my tent though, bro. Like let, let me tell you like what this group is like, right? The type of people I came became connected with. I got this dude Tyler who's super funny, um, runs a commercial real estate, super successful. Um, Chris Howe is in there. He's a former Olympic athlete, mm. coaches people that run hundred mile races. Um, Got this guy Drew that just sold his company for like two hundred million or something absurd like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. The guy you just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, it was it was absolutely. We got Karan, who is just I don't even know how to explain Karan. I just hung out with him in, in Denver when I was there. He highly successful. Private private equity firm. Private equity firms. He gave one of the funny speeches I heard. Everybody's introducing themselves. A bunch of people are like you know like I started like the first women's owned sports agency. I'd, Da, da, da. Like I was the CEO of hospitals. Mike Goldberg, shout out to him who's on here. Um, <laughs> Crown's like, you know, I do God's work. I buy companies. Uh, you know, he's so funny. He's so funny. He we'll literally, he he. So he, after that trip, he decided his Masogi, which we'll get into eventually. Um, he he decided what it was going to be and sold his apartment in Soho mm. and moved out to Colorado 
and he's like staying with friends in Denver for like four or five months, training out there, like just up and was like, I'm leaving. Like I'm, I'm putting all my stuff in two bags. Like he literally got rid of all his possessions. He's got like two, two or three luggage bags. Like that's all he's got to his really? name. Yeah, and he's living his best life. Living his best life. It's amazing. Having a great time. Um, Danielle, me, Casey, and, and uh, one of my other buddies, Stokes, when we were out for Fred again in Denver, we ended up hanging out with him on his birthday. Um, very interesting group of people. Yeah. Very cool, very interesting group of people. I bet. Any, anybody who says, you know what, okay, it's I'm like, sleep in the tent on some ice. Let's right. do this. Let's do this. And that's the thing. Like, And that's who these people are. And they're all walks of life in this program. Like, uh-huh. it's. I never asked in the application process, we don't ask what you do for a living or how much money you make because I don't care. We all put our pants on the same way, one right. leg at a time. So right. it's, a, it's not about what you have. It's about what you're willing to do and what you want and, and how, you know, how you're looking to improve. And all these people, like, I mean, we have, you know, we have, we have billionaires. We have, like you said, people, hugely successful, successful business people. To be in the group, mm-hmm. though, like, you don't ask what you do and what you make. But you gotta be pretty successful to be in it because there there is a hefty price right, tag to right, it. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And, and, there is. And honestly, to be fair, that's who I want to be around. Right. Like. Right. Exactly. I'm you the guy that that provides and takes care of all my people. So being around a group where I'm like I'm sitting there learning. Not that I don't learn from my people. Right. Like you. you right. See, right. Yeah. Exactly. Like you know me and the homies. Yeah. I'm always listening and learning. But with that being said, meeting people that are at the next levels I'm trying to get to. Exactly. It, it's a great. It's, it's, and, and it's, it's almost cool. like a roadmap, like somebody's like, hitting a little flashlight on for you. Like, look at that. that. Like, right. oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So it kind of leads us into like the next part. Like, so what would you say our mission is in this group? It's really just to, br- like, it's Jesse's way of life. It's the way he lives. It's his lifestyle. It's to, it's to bring that to as many people as we can, but not to the masses so that we lose who we are. Don't right? throw pros before swine. Right, right, right. So, you know, we want to keep it small. We'll never, we'll probably never go past 200 members just because it's not like we want to keep it intimate, but we want people to just live that best life. We want them, you know, when I was talking to somebody, they said to me, God, I've, you know, I've packed 50 years of work into 30 years of actually being employed. Mm-hmm. I want to pack 50 years of life into my next 30 years of living. Thank you. Right. So some of these people like you are younger or much younger than me. We have, you know, people in their in you know, in their early thirties on up. Right. They could get it they could get a hundred years of life in fifty years. Exactly. If they live it the right way. And living it the right way means living your life the way you want to, doing the things you love to do with the people you love to do them with. Period. Hmm. And that's really what what the mission is, is to teach people and show people how to do that. So that they can, and then, like you said, you bring these lessons back and you tell the guys, you know, and the girls at your office and people you know, right? Spread it around. Yeah, like, two hundred turns into two hundred. Yeah, yeah, spread it, yeah. and and people see how you live, and they're inspired by it, and you don't even realize, you know, if you want to inspire others, you need to you need to inspire yourself. Right. So once you're doing that and living this way, like it just permeates everything around you. Exactly. And that's the literally. Goal. Yeah. That's yeah. the gold. It's funny because um, I was asked to do, nah, I said, more or less volunteered, uh, this training before, I think I talked about last week too, like God knows how many agents, right, uh, for the company. And oh, yeah. Sorry, the company has 4,000 agents. Basically, like everybody's invited to this. I don't know who knows how many actually show up. And I'm kind of known for living that way anyways before this. 
but me being able to cite Jesse, it's like knowing him, right? And knowing other people where I'm like, yo guys, it's not just me that yeah, says right. this. You, it's it the, the billionaires that yeah. say it. It's the guys that make 200,000 to 2 million. They're telling you work, 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 work. You're never going to see your family. You're never going to see your friends. You're never going to see your kids. That's okay because you got to want it. And I'm like, that's not what the guys at the top are actually saying. It's exactly. the guys in the high middle. Right. right. And it's like, yeah, like, because I would always say the opposite, and people are like, bro, you can't get to where you want. And I'm like, well, I am. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I'm bringing, now, my, and I'm bringing my people with me, and like, I have a phenomenal relationship with my wife. Like, right. I, I, me and my boy's going to be tighter. Exactly. Like, so having people that I can like name that, and like reference, like, hey, this right. is what Jesse is saying, like, you know, like all these other people say and that, that are doing these things. This is what John Carroll says, who, you know, was in a, a panel and board with like Sarah Blakely and all these other people. And this is how they live. It's it's such a powerful thing because it's one thing if I say it, and again, I'm successful, but not like these people. Right, you know, right. And hopefully there's, I will level, there's levels to this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully in the future, but I'm not there yet, right? And even if I never end up, that's all cool too. That's all right. So like, but it's just Keep cool. going that way. Yeah, it's cool yeah. to be able to be able to reference that. And, and you've been to my wedding, like, you know how my the friends and family look at me because mm-hmm. I've always been that dude. Right. But like, I was always the guy to go out there, figure it out, and bring everybody on. Facts. Right. So it's, it's just kind of, it's something that's so cool. And, and I'm very fortunate that I've met Lori. And, and I feel like me and Lori are, are pretty good friends now. Um, Absolutely. Lori came to the wedding. Shout out, shout out. It, it's right. super cool. Yeah, Sat yeah. at the table. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had uh, the best table. Yeah, saying. yeah, we had the best table. Clearly had the best yeah. table. You guys had an epic table. It was you two, yeah. uh, Carmen, Carmen, Kevin. Yeah. Um, Mike, was Mike, Mike Burke there? Uh, no, Mike, no, Mike Mike set the table behind us. So Mike is the sound healer. Yo, he's really yeah, sick. He set the table. Really? He's really sick. Mm. Um, he's the best sound healer ever. Like, yo, when he did it, he did it at my house one time, and <laughs> and Tony had like a fucking exorcism. Like, right. He's, he said that happens. He's um, he's so good. Like, he, he channels Native American energies, he says, when he does mm-hmm. it. Um, but he gets, I don't know if you heard the podcast he did here and he the first hour it's, it's, like, the, it's like the third one the third or the fourth yeah yeah one. i didn't even know yeah. he did it so i was at a i was at a spoken word he had, he had all of this set up oh he, wow yeah and he he plays like 20 instruments and like he has these things he like whale sounds and all this crazy stuff and his voice sounds different and right right i didn't know he did that i met him at a spoken word event and i just thought he had cool poetry because he has poetry books right and i thought he was like a funny goof, like goofy old man and he came in and was like oh i thought you wanted me for my sound healing and just did a whole thing and i was like bro i gotta hang out with you more often <laughs> like, exactly um, but yeah, man, he's my. Hopefully, you're doing better, buddy. Uh, but he is. I have to reach out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's. Anyways, let's change that topic. Uh, right. And and blessings to Lori's family too. And you guys are currently going through something too. So it's just one of those things in life. Um, it is, but that's one of the things that we do in the program too, is realizing that we think we have time, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to live our lives to the physical to the fullest you know right luke just mentioned so my father passed away this week he's been sick for four years 76 years old very sorry the thank you the average uh, you know american lives to what i think jesse says 72 or 78 78 maybe Mm. so when you think about it i'm i just turned 49 right so say i'm gonna live to 78 i have 29 29 years left basically right of those 29 years how many of them are really going to be good years because when I hit my 70s, maybe I'm not so healthy or maybe whatever. Okay, so I just lost eight years. So I got 21 years. Mm-hmm. I got 21 summers. Mm-hmm. Think of how fast a summer goes by. Exactly. I want to maximize every one of those summers. I want to maximize every one of those years. And that's you know part of what we do. You don't know when you're going to get sick. You don't know when somebody's going to pass. You don't know right. when those things are going to happen. So instead of saying, we'll do it later, we'll do it later, I'll get to it. I'll, no, no, yeah. no. 
we live intentionally now and that's what we do in the program is we live right. intentionally and show you how important it is to do those things and create those memories exactly. and have all of that. I, when my father got sick four years ago, um, I made a point of spending as much of that time because I knew I was playing with house money, house money at that point. Like right. It was borrowed time. Right. So I was so intentional about my time with him. I have no regrets. Like he passed and I'm sad that he's gone, but I'm relieved for him. Exactly. And I know that we just had the best four years that I, that was like, that was a gift. Yep. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. And then I don't, I don't know how you feel, but I would imagine it makes the passing much more peaceful, much, much better. Everybody says they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm oddly calm. Right. Like, because I'm at peace with it. He's at peace. I'm at peace. Like, I'm, I'm good with it. Like, we did all the things. Right. And right. And, I, and, we, and my father lived a lot, not like with Jesse, but, you know, like Jesse, but blue-collar worker. We didn't have a ton of money. He worked really hard for his family. But he was at every sporting event for our kids. He, he worked, f- you know, full-time for someone. Then he opened his own business. He was always there. He ran sports programs for youth. Like he was in the, you know, he was in the Navy. He had all these things that he did. He lived his life. Mm -hmm. So when I look back at all of that, I'm like, I had a wonderful time with my dad. My dad was there. He was present. I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's like, he's gone. It's sad, but he was suffering. I didn't want that. But exactly. We had an amazing life together and I wouldn't change any of it. And that's the beauty of it is again, like this program, is it just be present with the people, right? Mm-hmm. Because, and, and the way Jesse talks about time is probably one of the most influential things, and I'm gonna get right back to that in a second, but um, I had one of my really, really good friends pass away, and actually me and Tyler Chauncey are the ones that walked in and found him. Um, and the day before he did, I'm not gonna get into that because I think there's a whole fucking thing with that, but like, he was reaching out to me for some help and advice, mm-hmm. and I gave him probably some of the best advice and, and help I've ever given anybody, and I remember when I was talking to him, I was like, I'm always going to remember that. And I didn't know why. And the next day I found him and I was at peace. Like, not, I'm not going to like act like I wasn't sad or didn't cry, but I just right. remember being like, I'm so happy that I gave it my best. Right. Like he's gone. Exactly. But like, that you did what you like, could when like, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and, and like what, what Lori's saying is, so I'm not getting into all my, my goals and I've hit basically all of them. Um, but so now I've made new ones. I haven't maintained the weight. But I'm, I'm getting back down. Getting there. <laughs> yeah, getting yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, right. def- okay, I'm def- definitely a lot less than I was in the beginning of the year. And I was until last week. We had this whole huge summit. I so I flew out all my offices to my office, okay. and I rented an Airbnb for every. I spent ungodly money, well worth every fucking penny. Mm-hmm. They blew it up. Yeah, um, I have no doubt. I'm a little yeah. sad I wasn't invited. Oh my god, you would have loved it. You would have loved it. So I rented this huge Airbnb, rented out all these bars, and all that. And we basically just had a party for all the offices for a whole week, where it was just. It was funny because at all times, if you walked to the downtown by my office, one third to half my office was there. Right. right. But it worked perfectly because at all times, two thirds to half my office was working, mm-hmm. and they were just kind of like rotate. And we had like a phenomenal week. Bro, I tell you, shout, but, shout out to that rabbit place. Bro. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fallen rabbit, falling rabbit. Yeah. In Duluth, yes. um, that's where that's where I wanted to take you to dinner that time. Uh, yeah. When you're gonna come up, it's such it's right by here. And I had hired the bartender there previously, and then the, Chris is the best bartender. Oh of all yeah, time. yeah, yeah. And then they brought him back. They gave him like equity in the business, and I was like, "Bro, of course!" Right? <laughs> like, this yeah, is, why would you not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was—he was one of the bartenders at my wedding. Okay. The, the guy bartender. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Um. Anyways, back back to what I, I was gonna say was, um, the way Jesse looks at time, and and Lori broke it down, 
is just very interesting. He looks at time in such a different way than I've ever heard anybody. Um, but it'll be like, you know, my dad is this age, according to life expectancy, it's this many years. Well, I live here. So realistically speaking, I have this many weekends left with him. Mm-hmm. So if I have this many weekends left, if I take away on average every two hours, 18 minutes to look at my phone, mm-hmm. I'm losing. The, like, it's a very interesting yeah. breakdown yeah. of time. And I remember when we were in Minnesota, he was giving like a heads up kind of to this TED talk he's going to do. Basically, it's not, I don't know if it's out, but even if it is, I'm just going to give this one part because I don't, and just it's just because there's information, not mine. Um, but it was like, if you put your if you put your phone away and you delete all these different apps and you use that 18 minutes to learn a language, I think it's in a year you'll be fluent in a language. Mm-hmm. Um, 18 minutes a day, you would read two books a year. Right. Like, it's like all these different things that you could do in just 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. It would just these small tweaks. All, all, all he's doing are the kindergarten rules. Yeah. He's boiling it down to the least common denominator and making you take a look-see at it. It's it's the simplest stuff, but it it's is. So but we powerful. forget, we forget because right. everything else takes over. That we we have to get back to the basics. Begin running on autopilot, yeah. Versus intention, yeah. And care exactly. So Jim Rohn, who's one of my favorites, um, he says the things that will make you so successful and make you at a different level are very simple to do. But because they're simple to do, they're very simple not to do. Right. Yeah. And it's like the whole world, not the whole world. We'll say a lot of the world is a distraction. And the person that gets to where they want to be is the one that's best at ignoring the distractions. Yep. Right. It, Letting the snow globe calm down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You look at, I'll use social media because I always I have a weird love-hate, mostly hate relationship with social media. But like, look how social media probably has hurt so many relationships. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's such a, it's a, such an easy one to think of because everywhere you look, people are just putting the best pictures of them flexing or the angles or mm-hmm. whatever up. Our, our girls are like the filters. Filter, filter, right. Filter, oh right, my right. God. Right. So then you start to like question your own relationship and it's like, but if you can delete that or ignore that and just focus on your own, that energy right. then goes into building it up. And I, I think of that stuff all the time. Literally what Laura was talking about in the beginning. It's, it's always goes full circle. Yeah, it always, circle. Yeah. it always goes full circle. Um, and then, so Laura, you're in town now for Jesse's show tomorrow. Yes. Um, I signed up for it. I honestly don't know anything about it. What's going on? What What is it? I, I was just like, Jesse's doing it. Shit, I'm going. So Jesse, you know, he like, he has all these crazy ideas. He loves giving speeches. He loves talking to people. He loves sharing his story, his vision, his his ideas, all of this. And he was like, I'm going to do a one-man show. A one-man show. Well, that's what he was going to do. All and right. then, you know, Jesse, all of a sudden he's like, but I'm going to have him. I'm like, well, then, you know, we're like, well, then it's not one man. Um, right. So he, it, it's a um, benefit for Alzheimer's, which his father passed away from this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of the the um, net proceeds are going to go to the Alzheimer Foundation. It is in Atlanta. He is, it's going to be, he's going to do, um, he has some, and not speeches, more of talks that he want, is going to give. He has um, two friends of his that are comedians, Mike Young, which I know, um, Jesse's known him you know, since they were young, great guy, hysterically mm-hmm. funny. The other comedian, unfortunately, I don't know personally. Um, and I saw Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh will be there as well. Oh, be, yeah, Dougie oh, Fresh okay. and, and, and Jesse go way, way back. Jesse was, was a white rapper back in the... I was telling him, oh, go, yeah, New York, yeah, yeah. go to New York, go to New York. Yeah, so go New York, go New York is Jesse's theme song. He actually wrote a bunch, but he also had, um, he, Jesse James, James was his, <laughs> <laughs> was his name at the time. He, um, he had, he had a song out, Shake It Like a White Girl and College Girls Are Easy. Um, 
Obviously, he did not. You can he, imagine what kind of rapper he was. Yeah, exactly. he did not yeah. quite get Eminem yeah. fame status yeah. For, yeah. for rapping, but he um, but he loved performing and all of that. So this is like a performance night, and it's just a, a place for him to share. It's something he's you know thinking about maybe bringing more you know touring, doing like a national type thing where they go around and do these shows in different places okay. and sharing his messages and his ideas and his stories and the spiritual billionaire we've talked about and things like that um, that aren't just important to him. And it's more because he loves to do it than anything else. He said, like, it's not about having, like, a stadium pack with people to make all this money. It's just about right. getting to do something that, like, when he's on stage and he's sharing, that's when right. he feels the that's joy and the purpose and his best authentic yeah. self. And that's who he wants to be. So how does he create more of that? He loves speaking. Mm -hmm. But there's difference of speaking in a room of 250 corporate execs who, you know, somebody brought him in to speak to. Which right. he loves to do too. Sometimes it's really, really well received. Sometimes they're like, "Who is this guy?" Because he walks. They're yeah. all in suits, and he walks in his jeans and his sneakers and his t-shirt because that's right. like his uniform. But this is, you know, people who are coming to see because they want. You know, they're they're making the the active choice to hear him, which is even more fun, I think, as an entertainer. Right. So yeah, Dougie Fresh will be there. There may be some other surprises. It's going to be a really cool night. It'll be fun. I know a lot of our group is going to be there. Yeah. So I'm looking forward that's to that. Be really fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good night. We um we oh. actually I gotta I gotta connect with Luke. I might have Luke Freeman on here tomorrow. Luke is awesome. He's super cool. Him, him and I connected. Um, he wasn't in the Minnesota, but we connected in uh, June yeah, in Connecticut. Yeah, Connecticut, yeah. Um, super cool. That's the dude I was telling you about. Yeah, before. exactly. Dude, there's so many you so many amazing people. You did Lori's one that I think. Selected yeah, the I group. selected, it, and it was crazy because I didn't know. I think we had like 175 applications, and I knew a few people because I had coached them previously. Um, but I was just kind of reading the answers and it, it, for me, it was gut. It was, right, you know, right. it, my inner self would be like, yes, no, yes. No. Like people were like, how'd you choose? I'm like, I just felt like this person exactly. really. And I didn't get it a hundred percent right. Cause nobody's that good. I probably got it about 90%. I right. was going to say I vibe with like 90% of the people right off that. Yeah. Right. right exactly. Off um, and they're, and again, they're, everybody's so different, but it's, and I hate to say like-minded. I, I mean, they are like-minded, but it's, they're like motivated. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's and a better that's, way to put it. And that's why everybody that's why everybody connects so well because of the motivation right. for just grow growing and doing more and just being better at who they are. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what areas like it is, and it, the motivation is there across the board. Right. I like the well-rounded approach that you're yes. talking about in the beginning. Yeah. I I had a wild way that I. Um, I even found out about it and like got in. Did I it tell you that? It was like secret. Like we didn't announce it. We don't advertise it. Uh -huh. It's like it's we're like the best kept secret ever. And we ended up on some list like the uh, the top 22 masterminds of 2022. We were number 13. No shit. And I'm like, how are we, how are we not this, number one? This was like last year and we hadn't even like really fully launched yet and nobody knew about it. Like mm -hmm. I was like, Jesse called me. He's like, how are we on this? I'm like, I have no idea how we're on this list. Well, so you believe nobody knew about it. Yeah. Yeah, again, Somebody knows. the movers and shakers yeah. are in this group. Like right. it, a lot of people that you don't know of behind the scenes that are making shit happen. Um, the way I got into it was super cool. If uh, I told you that, I don't, I don't think so. So Danielle will always remember this. So I used to be on those Wednesday night calls um, at eight o'clock. The thirty days of excellence. The thirty days of excellence. Um, I got into it right after Chad Wright did that race. Uh, that he won and it was like the last man standing last man standing was mm -hmm. epic right the last man standing Bro. yeah they they do that it's like it's a one point it's a one mile loop but it, yeah it's a one mile loop but it's up this hill and you go until everybody else basically passes out yeah and you have like i think 
it's literally like they but, just but it's, keep it's super uphill keep going yeah. and going and going and going and going and going and chad's mentality i think you have 20 minutes you have 20 minutes you have 20 minutes so to you can't finish, finish it or whatever right then you then that that's how they start pulling people off so chad because of how his motivation his mindset is do you know who Chad Wright is? Uh-uh. Oh. Bro, you got to check him out. He's bad. Really? He's he bad is incredible. I'm so excited to meet him. Yeah, we're going to oh have so much God, fun with bro, him next we week. We play his stuff all the time in my work and listen to him. F- like, Dude, I love that guy. Chad Wright, he's got the 3 of 7 project. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. He's he's just uh, he's a, an amazing person, a phenomenal human being, batshit crazy. Batshit crazy in the best way. Clearly. In the best way. Yeah. In the best way. But he literally, he would do an 18-minute mile. He's like, I'll be in the back of the pace. He's like, let all these people run because that's the thing. Everybody runs out the gate. Right. He's like, I'm just going to take my time. Right. I'm not looking. You know, he's like, it's not who finishes the fastest. It's who stays out here the longest. And one by one, they would just fall. Process. And that's Chad. It was this epic thing. And and so we signed up for it and I would play it for my office. And he had this line right after that. And it was, plan the dive, dive the plan. He talks about with the Navy SEALs. He goes, you know, when everything's good before you go on your mission, you're in a war room and you're predicting what you're going to do. And he goes, the worst time to change your plan is when you're in shark-infested water, pitch black, and there's giant piranhas and, and the enemies above you because you're scared or it's hard. He goes, that's not when you change your plan. Right, don't he, panic. He goes, whatever you plan, that's what you do. Plan the dive, dive the plan. So we used to say that all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, So I did the 2020 ones mostly all year. And then 2021, um, work schedule kind of changed a little bit, so we'd be busy at 8 o'clock at night, and then I wouldn't be on there for those. Mm-hmm. And I have this intuition, and you know me, you both know me with intuition. Right. right. And I'm like, yo, I got to get on the the call tonight with Jesse's thing. And I was like, he's going to call on me, and I have to be on it. And I just, I don't know how, you just know when you know. So I rush home. Um, at that point, I was still working until like 8.39 every night. So I get home, and I was like, yo, what's up, Daniel? What's up, love? Um, you know, Queen, can you make me some coffee? I'm going to get on this call. Jesse's just going to call me. I just know it. And she's like, Danielle's like, okay, of course. Yeah, right. whatever. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, yeah. Danielle doesn't right. question. There's no surprise. She's like, okay, I'm just going to go so get your coffee. So as soon as I sign in, it's the weirdest shit ever. Jesse Izzer goes, hey, Luke Trassi, I remember you from Instagram. I don't, what's going on? How you been? And I was, Danielle like drops the coffee. <laughs> right? Right. And then at, it was the first one where they did cameras on. Mm-hmm. And then so at the end, he goes, anybody have a question? And I was like, well, I was going to ask a question about business because they typed in the questions and one of mine was like, when should you go all in on something? Because I had a intuition about this podcast, but it didn't feel like it was the right time for this. And literally I had a, like a thing that it's not yet, but it's going to be like this huge thing for people. Right. Um, because of conversations like this and, and stuff like this. And anyway, so I was like, so Jesse, I was going to ask you a question, but you kind of already answered it. Um, Mark, you, before you were talking about intuition, I was like, yo, I'm a very logical guy that studies and loves math and these things, but I do 99% of my life off intuition and spirit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, like I listen to the angels or your ancestors or your guides. I go in miracles, an ancient Hebrew word for reading the signs. Like, wh- what do you say you do on that? And then Mark answers it. And he's like, seven, right away, he goes, 70%. And he starts answering it. And Jesse goes, Luke, I know you didn't ask me, but can I answer you? And then he starts going, sometimes very logical, sometimes very intuitive. And he goes, where do you live? I was like, the Atlanta area. He goes, me and Mark are going to take you with us on a cold plunge. And then you got on after him, like, hey, we're going to be doing this Elite 365 thing. Jeez. <laughs> and, and I like, it was like, hey, I'd like to know about it. I probably won't be on this one next week. Can you message right. me about it? And you sent me an email about it. That's literally how I got in. That was the one one I like went to that year. Right. It was absolutely nuts. Um, and then I told Jesse when we were in Minnesota, I go, you don't remember this? I go, I tried messaging you after 
don't worry, like no offense taken. You told me you were going to take me on a cold plunge with you. I go, you technically did. Right. <laughs> so like, <you> <laughs> just Mark wasn't here. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, so you still, you know, fit your word. Um, and he, I has no idea what I was talking about. But um, if he ever sees this clip, then he'll, <laughs> he'll, know. he'll be right. like, yeah, you. Yeah. So, um, but I, I just remember that. So that was like literally how I ended up getting into it. And as soon as it happened, Dan, like as soon as the call ends, Danielle comes over and she was just like, I don't know how you do these things. <laughs> like, but it was it was uh, very wild. Just it's probably the only one I did that whole year. Right. Or maybe I did two that whole year. But I just I was like at work and I was like, Yeah, I gotta go home. Right. Uh, gotta get on this. Yeah. yeah well, like, I'm glad you did. Out of, yeah. out of fifty something, you do the, you do the one that works. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's it, Luke. Right. That's it was, Luke. Um, yeah. It was a very beautiful thing. And then so then the first call with Lori, you know, I'm talking about like me being intuitive and spiritual and she's basically like yep that's me like right. and she's just like i just read people and all these different things so her and i naturally just connected yeah carmen and i vibed with her like minute two yeah yeah and and that was i mean i told luke uh, one of the things for me is i'm like an extroverted introvert like i'm not good mm-hmm. unless i'm comfortable and flying down I, I was coming down for that week anyway but i flew down the day early to make it for your wedding oh yeah that's right myself, that's right yeah and i was like oh Okay, I'm gonna do this, and I stood alone for a long time. But once I sat down at the right. table, I was like, "Cause, what's his name? John Luis? Is that his yeah, name? Yeah, 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 yeah." So he was there with his girlfriend as well. Oh, he was at your table too. Yes. Yeah. Yo, he's getting big time. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching. Yeah, he's they're blowing up time. over there. Yeah. So, but but between Kevin and and I was like, "All right, Rock, like we're good, Go <laughs> yeah. Carmen. All right, we're good." Like it was just, I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, "All right." Like now I, you know, I'm so glad I came and it, it felt so good. But like, exactly. we just we had all, a ball. we just all clicked. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, we had a ball. I've been time. trying to get John Luis on here forever. Um, and he, I think he might finally be ready, but he used to be like nervous about like that kind of stuff. Last time I, I visited him in Miami, he was he was asking about you. He's like, how's, how's little Snooky? He was calling you Snooky. Jersey follows me. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he like, how's little Snooky doing? Um, so kind of cool little story with John Luis. And again, it's, it's one of those things where like Jesse and you and you, um, and I like to think of myself, you know, as a living example of this. If you keep doing your best, not only does your best get better, but you get a lot of unintended good consequences. Right. So, right. so John used to come to my bar and he used to date this waitress at my bar. Um, and he would come in and I just liked him. And then he showed me like one of his pieces of art. And I was like, bro, that's amazing. And it just so happened. I knew somebody else that sold art, but sold it for like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I sold probably his most expensive piece at that time and taught him sales. And like at that point he was selling him for like, cheap, like just kind of like, I'm not saying he wouldn't have done what he's done, it, but he would tell you a hundred percent that like I taught him sales and kind of like, helped him get to that and I, you know, I sold like a bunch of his pieces in the beginning like four grand two grand three grand four, which right. yo, when you're that age that's a lot of money yeah right. yeah um so that's why like him and I have such a special bond and I didn't know like I would go over and like watch him paint sometimes I just you know smoke a blunt and watch him right and his brother's telling me he goes just so you know you're the only person John that's smoking in the house and I'm like that and I was like bro <laughs> yeah. you never said anything to me he's like yo you're the homie like it's cool right. you, <laughs> like, nah, you, he's not saying yeah, nothing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah but I would just come over and like smoke and watch him and paint yeah. and be like yo let, let me reach out like I know this person from business that might like da 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 and I was just connecting with people and it's cool it's like a lot of my friends which you guys probably heard stories now from knowing me now like again when I said I was always that dude I used to sneak into this mobbed up bar when I was oh, in college yeah, yeah. Um, all the time and then I finally got this dude to let me give me a job and I got all my roommates jobs and it's like cool like I forgot about some of this stuff but like when I was just at this wedding a couple of weeks ago 
they were all telling me these different stories. And my wife was like, yeah, right. you know, it's it just kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy too. Yeah, 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 Jeremy, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah look at Jeremy. Now. Yeah. Jer- Jeremy's running a fucking office. That yeah, is insane. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's it's cool though. Um, it, honestly, like that kind of leads me to the next thing. Like, what do you think the best thing is about what we do and what you do in particular? I think the stories that we get and seeing the changes in people's lives and just like, and for me, like I'm growing with you guys. Like I, right. I'm doing the work. Right. Like I'm, I'm. Yo, boringly consistent right here. Boringly consistent. She now I took that from Quran. I did take that from Quran. So that's my hashtag. We use it all the time on Instagram. The reality is, if you want growth, like everybody wants to know, like what's the what's the secret to change and growth? It's mm. being boringly consistent. It's putting in the right. work on whatever you're doing day after day relentlessly like mm-hmm. that's when the change comes right so that's me that boringly consistent 100 percent. that's me and i see andrew Loftick puts that up too sometimes yeah like a, a couple people will throw yeah, it up yeah, Karan yeah. puts it up all the time i did steal it from him so shout, Sh- out, shout him out for Karan, that yeah yeah but um but it is it's 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 what we are but it's it's hearing things and it's seeing people change and realize i mean you know shout out to jen jordan who this year her entire life has completely transformed and you know she just completed 29 on 29 that's so cool she's got this brand new job and like to get on the phone with her and to see her smiling and and just full of life compared to Mm. what where she might have been a few months ago um to see people who had really great ideas but they were just afraid to take that jump right now they've jumped build that belief in themselves i was on the phone with darren roberts today and he was asking me about the podcast because he was like, I, I still don't know how it happens, but we have 130,000 downloads in the first, like right. on, av- on average for the first five episodes, right? Um, I don't understand it. I don't make anything off this. To be honest, I'm losing money. I'm investing it. I don't care. I didn't do it for that. I did it for like conversations like right. this. And I feel like right. it's important to put this out there in the atmosphere. So Darren Roberts calls me and he's like, you know, entrepreneur. And he's like trying to monetize on it. I was like, bro, I can't teach you how to monetize. Right. I go, but I could teach you a couple different things I learned from spoken word. I go, I did a spoken word early. Um, Trent Cooper, if you ever hear this, man, he's the guy that got me to spoken word. So when I was bartending, this dude used to come to my bar all the time with like long dreads and he'd, he'd come on the day shift and he'd come with a notebook and get a blue moon and I'd hook him up just because I thought he was cool. Right. And then I go up to him finally one day and I was like, bro, this is going to be super stereotypical, but I don't care. I go, you look like a guy that does spoken word and I want to get into it. And he starts laughing and goes, it is very stereotypical and I'm actually hosting an event in two weeks. I'll put you on. <laughs> and then I, I wrote the first one I did that first night. Um, mm-hmm. That was the first one I ever wrote. Um, the thesis. I think I did it the first time you were on here. Uh-huh. So, anyways, you know. And then afterwards, I go to start writing and doing more and more, and I and I start sucking, and I can't figure it out. And I'm sitting there at this bar in Miami. Um, I don't want to put it out there just just in case they get in trouble, but you, they would let you smoke blunts at the bar. So I'm sitting there smoking, writing, um, trying to write, and I can't write anything. And this artist dude's next to me. He goes, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm trying to write, man. I just can't figure it out." And he goes, "Oh, you're writing for the audience." And I go. What do you mean? He goes, you got to write for yourself. Mm -hmm. He goes, the audience will find you. You got to write for yourself. So I was talking to Darren Roberts today and I was like, bro, if you feel like, yo, I think he'd be amazing on a podcast. Absolutely. He's super interesting. Super interesting. He's got such great stories and his, his whole idea that he has around doubt and, and bringing that, I won't give away what he's calling it, but I I told you about it before. Right. But bringing that to, to people and, and having open and honest conversations about that would be incredible. It'd be so cool. He keeps, so, so I, I hit him with a quote today that we use in my business all the time, and I think it got him. And it's not my quote; it's a Chinese proverb. Um, but I, in my business, the bamboo tree line. But it's the uh, there's a Chinese proverb that says the best time to plant a bamboo tree was 20 years ago. The mm-hmm. second best time is now. Right. 
Right. And like he, so he just kept being like, bro, thank you for that line. And he was giving me ideas on how to monetize this. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> I was like, there dude, thank that. you. Cause I don't know what I'm doing with that. I appreciate you. I was like, business wise, like yeah. I'm relatively new to the game. I'm doing well, but like. Right. I'm but just, like for me, look at all you accomplished this year. Look at the first conversation we had and look at where you are. I look at where Darren is. He's running um, a 50K this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's finally getting really? to the point where he's going to, re- yeah. He's running a 50K thing we got, in we got this two, weekend. We, so, I, I mean, yeah, like all these people doing the things that they wanted to do, but they were afraid to put themselves first because they're always right. taking care of everybody else. And it's what you just said. You were writing for the audience. People are living for everybody else. Yeah. No, it is time to live for you. It is not selfish. And the audience will benefit, right? Yes, it's, it's not selfish. Yeah, that's what I was about I to am say. Yeah, so it's much not better, right, Rock? Like you're yeah. better, much better when you're taking care of you because right. then you have more to give. People's businesses in this group are thriving because they're paying less attention to them. They're paying more attention to their home life, their spouses, their kids, their health, what they're doing, their adventures, their experiences, all of that. They're paying more attention to what's important. And then guess what? When they go to work, they're happy to be there. They're not stressed out and worn out. They can give their full. Yeah. Give their all to it. And that's what they're doing. And it's been incredible. So I know the 50K, you kind of look, what? Yeah. We have two gentlemen. Karan is one of them. The other one is Ben. Their misogi, which is like a life-changing event. Right. It's, it's, okay. Um, so After you explain this insane thing yeah. you're going to do, explain what a misogi uh, is. Well, yeah. Okay. So I, I'll explain it first. So All right. Um, I, it's an Asian thing. I don't know if it, I don't. I can never remember if it's, and I don't want to offend anybody, so I won't. It's just. It's a thing. It's a twenty. It, normally, a misogi is it's twenty-four hours. You do something in a twenty-four-hour period that's supposed to define your year. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what they do. In Jesse's world, it's w- like so. It's like a life-changing event. It's a twenty-four-hour period of a life-changing event for your year. All right. In Jesse's world, it's it's pick one thing, one super huge thing. It could be anything that you'll look back at the end of the year and be like, "Holy, f- I just did that!" Like, right. there's n- like what I really accomplished that. Something different, something new, something super hard. Like, just it's got to scare you a little bit. It's got to push you. So Jesse's run like 100-mile races. He just did um, last that year the Ultraman. The so he had it. He added the the bike, the swim, and the and the run. Right. Um, I think that was this year. That 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 was this year. That was it's been May. a crazy I, year. I don't yeah. even know where I am. It's yeah, crazy it's been a crazy. It feels like. Oh, and that's the thing. I feel like we've lived five years in one. Yes. Easily, right? right? And it's only October. So, um, some people. So, like my Masogi this year was to get in the best health of my life mentally physically and spiritually all right um and part of that was my body composition so i want to try to get my body fat under 20 percent. okay and i'm struggling but the best part about it is i've learned so much about myself and i've done so many things i don't even care about the you number look great anymore. though Thank exactly you. yeah Thank yeah, you. yeah you look good. i don't it, and that's why like i was just talking to dr mindy the other day so i'm intermittent fasting and she's got me on this thing and i'm like I'm four foot nine, but I'm 105 pounds and my body fat composition is still 26%. Like this makes no sense. Like how, like what? But the reality is there's other things. So I've done hormone testing. I have liver things I'm going, like all of these things that I'm doing, which I would have never known. So I'm finding out how to heal my body in so many ways. I'm lifting super heavy. I'm like, right. I don't even care about the number anymore because that right. at, at the end of December, I'm going to hit the Masogi. It's just not going to be the 20% body fat and I don't even care about it anymore. Right. That's how I, I feel about my body weight right now. Yeah. You I run feel right so much it. healthier. Yeah. As long as you feel good and I feel healthy and strong and, and 
uh, and alive, that's what it is. So that was my misogyny. These two gentlemen are out of their ever-loving minds. <laughs> I love them dearly, but oh my God. So they are Believe running it. the World Marathon Challenge. It is seven marathons mm. in seven days on seven continents. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you run a marathon. So God they basically you. you fly. We start in Antarctica. Right. Hey, you, you go to Antarctica. You you run your marathon. You get on a plane. You fly to the next continent. You run your marathon. You get on, there's no hotels. There's no bougie nothing. Like you are flying from one place to the next to the place. That they mm. end up. They're gonna end up in Florida. I think. Right. That's the final one. I think. They end up in the United States. Yeah. I think it's in Florida. So seven marathons in seven days, on seven wow. continents. I got to be honest. I have no desire whatsoever to do, to do a marathon. No. Now I do I do some other off the wall stuff physically, mm-hmm. but no, nothing to do with who mm-hmm. can go the longest. Right. You know anything like that? No. And and Quran, when we had our first conversation and did his planning, his his misogi was business related, and I was like, mm. his business is killing it. I go, your business is good, and that's a big business goal. But this is the guy that got rid of all his uh, so, so, the two hundred million. Yeah. So he, no, 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 that's a different guy. Oh. This is the guy that sold all of his material possessions. Yeah, sold his apartment. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, he's yeah. training out in, in Denver specifically so he has elevation. So he can train for marathons for ele- with elevation, which is, you know, super he's, smart. He's running like 10, 16 miles a day. Just, yeah, and, just and now he's boxing, right? Box, yeah, but, like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, that Masogi, the running the marathons, like, that's the end goal. But the training that he's put in, right. the fact that he moved, like, it has changed his life. Yeah, what what you're doing DNA wise, right. no, men- mentally speaking, yeah, emotionally, all, the whole nine. All of it. So a couple of years ago, my masogi was I got my yoga instructor certification totally out of the box. I barely even practiced yoga. I was like, oh, like right. this is so different. Last year or two years ago, it was I need to get out of corporate America, and then mm-hmm. this job shows up. We were talking tell, about that. Yeah, yeah anyway, tell everybody weird. how you got into this. This is a really cool story. So I I hired Jesse actually to speak at my company. Um, five years ago, I guess it was, I was executive vice president of operations and client services for a financial planning firm, a managing director for a computer consulting firm before that, but 26 years of corporate America. Mm -hmm. And um, he came and spoke and just, you know, lit the room up like he always does. And after he was done, he's like, so what'd you think? I was like, that was amazing, but oh my God, like, my life sucks. Like uh, I'm <laughs> right, like, oh right. wow! Like what am I right. doing? I'm under indexing everywhere. I thought I was good, but like I don't want good enough. Exactly. I'm living in good yeah, enough. Who wants like, good enough? Why? Yeah. And I didn't realize I was. I thought I was fine. Like I had my daughters. I was married. I had you know a good job. I was like, wow. I realized I had let Lori go. So he's like, oh, I'm going to start this program. Build your life resume. I'll let you know. I'm like, he's never letting me know. And then he emails me, lets me know. I join the program. I do the course for four months absolutely start to make changes in my life and I'm loving who I become. Mm-hmm. So then he decides to do a year program. It was just like a monthly call with him. And then we had two get togethers. They were just half day retreats. Um, and I went to those and then he had the big calendar that he walks around with and he's like, I want to do this big ass calendar. And then I want to do this calendar club. And then he messaged me, Hey, give me a call. I call him. He's like, Hey, I might do accountability coaching in the big ass calendar club. Are you interested? I'm like, yeah, anything you want. Like, right, like exactly. And he was funny. He's like, I don't know if it's paid volunteer. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I want to share this with people. And if mm-hmm. I can help people do what I'm doing, like, I would love that. And the fact that you'd right. ask me, like, I'm, I'm 100% in. So I coached for a year and a half in that. He called me a year and a half ago in May and was like, look, um, a lot of people have approached him about one-on-one coaching. He's not, that's not his space. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Um, and he said, he's like, I love helping people, but I can't do that 
he's like, but I think I, you know, I could probably put a program together that would bring that to them. What do you mm-hmm. think? And so we started just kind of laying different ideas out of what a program could look like. You know, maybe we could do this, maybe we could do that. What if we had this? What if we had that? And after about an hour, he was like, all right, what do you think? Like this could, do you think this could work? And I was like, it w- you could absolutely do that, Jesse. Right. Like it would totally work. And he said to me, he goes, okay, well, the only problem is I'm going to need you full time. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I would say, what does that look yeah, like? Huh? I was like, yeah. um, so I, I go, he's like, no, Lori, I'm, I wasn't asking you, like we weren't spitballing because we would do that. He always asks my opinion on things that have nothing to do with me and I just give right. him my opinion. So I thought that's what we were doing. He's like, no, 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 I want you to come in. I want you to design the program manage the program run, like run the program coach right, in it right it's like you know basically get it started and, and see what we can do let's see if it works and i was like all right i'm in I quit my job my husband was a little bit yeah like, looking at looking what the like, hell are you whoa, doing whoa, 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 whoa. we got two girls yeah. like we got one in college one going in what like yeah and i was like no i like i i feel like this is what i need to do and right. you got to trust me and um so i gave you know gave a month's notice started working put the put the program together and then we launched it and that again life-changing right. but i put it out there in january i was like i am not going to be in corporate america at the end of this year mm-hmm. i don't know what it's going to look like but that is my goal exactly and then this came to me because a lot of times when you put it out there and then you open yourself up the universe will deliver what you've asked for but if you stop blocking it yeah and you let your the, truth, crown, the crown has to be open in order yeah, to receive yeah. so you know the source will go out and look for what it wants if you allow it to right not block it and we block it right. because we believe the stories we tell ourselves in our minds and, and not what, what the body and our souls is telling us exactly following your gut the, um, how, when do you go back after the uh, Rome Georgia trip so um, if you don't go back on Sunday Kevin's doing a gathering in Atlanta on Sunday night is he I have to I, I think I'm going back Saturday because I have to be back here for another mastermind program that I'm like we, we have a re- mastermind retreat that a group is coming in to experience for um, they asked Jesse to put it on for them, so I'm running that as well. So I have to see. I think I, I think I was flying home Saturday and coming back Tuesday, but let me, let me see. She's like, let me see. Let me see. It's um, but it doesn't the thing end on Sunday? Saturday, Saturday morning. Okay, so Saturday morning. So it's like a. What is it? What, what are the dates on that again? It's the third through the fifth, okay, Thursday to Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you're in town still for Sunday, it'd be cool. Um, yeah. Because it's just like the source and all that. I was like, oh, Kevin. Yeah. Um, which again, just another one of the homies looks, that like looks okay. real in yin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's 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 something that um, it's been a life is such a beautiful journey. You know what I mean? Like you really look at it. When me and Kevin met, who's just another again shout out to Kevin all the time. Um, yeah, no doubt, such a cool dude. But like, it's cool to watch all these friends and stuff. And when I told Kevin back when I was like part of the core of the light beings. And I was like, yo, like, no disrespect to nobody, nothing, but, like, you guys are still here. And I feel like I'm supposed to go dominate business. I'm not even in business. I'm going to go get into it. And I'm going to make a ton of money, and I'll buy you guys land. And then literally, now, like, I'm about to, like, right, buy exactly land. About to buy, yeah. And they're going to use it. And, like, Kevin, you know, he'll reach out to me. He's like, well, every time I get a business idea, I'm going to bring it to you and stuff. But, like, I helped kind of inspire him with business, and he helps me with spiritual, like, teachings and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of cool, like though when you keep doing good, you get unintended consequences. Oh, dude, yeah, it it it, it falls off crazy, especially around you, man. I notice it a lot because even with with Mike Burke, like like who would have thought, uh, you know, a, a gym a gym jockey like myself is doing sound therapy? Like what? Oh like, my god, like, really? he's so good. He's so, so good. good. I mean, yeah. like 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 I, like I'll call Mike and text him and say, hey, we're we're doing this here. We got this. We, we're using this, 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 and this, and this. And Mike's like, you know how he is. 
cool, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother. Yeah. Yeah. He's but, got it, that but, laugh. It's, but it's because, because Carmen had been talking to me about it. Then I saw him on your podcast. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. And then, so remember when I reached out to him, I was like, hey, give me that dude's uh, you know stuff. The next thing I know, two weeks later, I'm doing a daggum sound bath. Small world, too, yeah. is um, Danielle's lady that she works for in, the, in therapy and, and all that is friends with Mike. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, her, she wants to come over and do uh, a mushroom ceremony with me and Danielle. Uh, like it, it's because Mike told her about it, and she was like, "Yo, there's this beautiful group of souls that just hang out and they sit by the fire, and right, like sometimes right. they go over and do it." Yeah, right, <laughs> so like, right, exactly. Right. And then finds out it's like her. So like, it's super funny. It's just, yeah. it's um, it's a small world, but like, but like Lori's been talking about when you just keep upholding yourself to live the best you can, the other people around you will do better. They have no choice. You know what I mean? Like it, either either do better by actually or, or doing better fall or out removing of the circumstance. Them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Either it, either way, and yeah. it's never you kick them out. They'll just no. Yeah. Right, because we continue to. I mean, I, I don't want to say level up, but we continue to hit these levels yeah. of our life. Right. I mean, when we left Minnesota, I came home, and you know, somebody said something to me. I don't remember who it was, and I was like, I am at such a div- different level of consciousness right now that I don't want to come down from this, right? Right. And I want to build from there. Right. And the thing is you do, like people will either build with you and grow with you on, at their own levels and pace, right. or they'll just fall they'll out fall and off. it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's wonderful. And I, you know, I have people in my life who are doing what they do and it's what they've always done and they're very happy and, and I love them. And, and you can remain friends. And right. we're friends right. and you we're do. good. And then I have this group of people over here you know, who are experiencing the same things that I get to experience and I get to do it for my job. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You find yourself saying, who does that? Right. And, yeah. and I'm doing things like, you know, okay, we're going to cut a hole in a lake and I'm going to plunge in it. I, you're going to do exactly. a sound bath rock. Like I don't do these <laughs> right. things. My, <laughs> right, right. my two closest friends call me Costanza. Because they're like, how did you get the job with the Yankees that you had no experience for? Like, right. What are you doing? Like you showed, and I was like, that's such a good. That's such a good reference. Right, like that's, I. That's just a I belief in yourself. Jump though. off cliffs. I don't. But I do now. Oh my god, now. you were really scared to jump off that cliff. Well, that was the moment. I don't know. Um, Chris Hout, it really summed it up for me. But I'm deathly afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm, there's three things I'm afraid of: my my children dying, snakes, and heights. Those are my three biggest fears in life. Gotcha. And I've now experienced all three. So my daughter Angelina almost passed away in my arms when she was three years old. She's severely allergic to peanuts and had went into anaphylactic shock and mm. was literally turning blue and the whole thing. She is fine. She is here with us. She drives me crazy because she's not as diligent as she can be, but she's going to be 21. What can you do? Right. Um, my roommate in college had a boa constrictor in our apartment. Oh, that's and a no. Like, a boa? What? Yeah. Of all snakes, that's it, like one that'll actually kill you. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, deathly exactly afraid. That. Like, that's a no. And yeah. then like, I would be like walking in the apartment, they'd be like, Elvis is out. I'm like, okay, well, find me when he's not because I'm not yeah. coming in this apartment. Yeah, Elvis has just left the building. Right, yeah. Yeah. so there's number two. So now we go on our retreat with our group in Connecticut and in June, and we're going to cliff jump. Now, Jesse's afraid of heights. He's never jumped off that cliff. So I'm like, I'm how good. High, how high is it? It's, it, I don't know, 20 feet, 25 okay. feet. I don't know. I, I have okay. no idea. But all I know is anything's high that I'm jumping off of, right? Right. Especially because I'm super short, so everything's super high. And, but I'm like, all right, well, Jesse's not going to jump, so I'm good. I don't have to worry about it. Like, you know, all these other crazy people. And like, they're all getting on the boat, like off the boats and whatever. And Dr. Trish is with me and she lied. I love her, but she lied. Because when we were, we 
everybody had a swim buddy because we're going in the lake. We have boats. Jesse's like, everybody make sure you have an eye on somebody because it's real easy to drown. Like, we have to make sure we're being, you know, conscious. So right. Trish and I were buddies. She's, I'm like, are you jumping? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, good. We'll, we'll be swim buddies. <laughs> so we're sitting on the boat. We're watching everybody. And she looks at me and she's like, Laura, you ready? Like, like, like ready for what? And I go, for what? And she's like, we're going to jump. I go, no, no, you, no, we're not. And she said, no, we're going to jump. Mm, no. And as I'm protesting with my mouth, I get up and I'm like, no, Trish, I'm not, oh, I'm not jumping. And I start yeah. to cry and I pick up the life vest and I'm putting it on and I'm snapping it. Yeah. And she's like, come on. I'm like, but I don't want to do this. I don't want to jump. I'm afraid of heights. I'm not jumping. Trish, we said we weren't jumping as I'm walking to the end of the boat. Right. And I'm protesting and I'm hysterical crying. I'm starting uh-huh. to have a panic attack. Anxiety is kicking in. Now I jump in the water. Now I'm swimming from the boat to the, to the shore, hysterical crying. I'm like passing Mona. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. I'm crying. Megan Riley sees me. We get to the side. Now you got to climb up to get to the rock that you're going to jump off. And I am physically shaking. So you got all this time crying. to think about it. And I'm just, the whole time I'm going, I'm no, I don't want to do this. No, I'm not jumping. While I'm walking towards it. Right. And Chris House, like, Lori, what do you, do you want to sit down? I'm like, no. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to go jump. He's like, I go, but I don't want to jump. He goes, well, you don't have to. I go, yes, I do. And he like looked at me. He's like, I, he's like, what? I go, I can't tell everybody that everything they want is on the other side of the fear if I can't do it myself. Right. I was like, what kind of coach am I if I'm not willing to lead by example? I used to tell the kids in youth sports when I coached, I will never ask you to do anything I wouldn't do myself. Mm-hmm. Here is my moment of truth. And, I'm t- and I don't want to. And I'm terrified. And I walk up. And I'm shaking. It's not, I mean, it was not a good moment. <laughs> and of course, it's all on video, right? And I'm right. shaking. And Megan Riley, Angel is there. Dr. Trish is there. And I walk to the edge. And I throw my life vest. And I jump. Would I jump again? If I had to, I know I could. Did I love it? No. Did I hate it? No. Is mm-hmm. it still scary for me? Sure. But what Chris Howe said to me was, he goes, it was, most people have that conversation inside. So your source, your inner self is telling you what your authentic person wants to be. Your mind is telling you all the things, you know, so normally your head is telling you, you're not doing that. Don't do that. Quit. Right. But, I was verbalizing it as my my body and my subconscious self was like, this is what we're doing. While my conscious self was like, oh, hell no, no, we're not, no, we're not, no, we're not, no, we're not. Yes, we are, yes, we are. And it was totally like visual and audible. Like everybody could see and hear clearly the two parts of me Mm -hmm. having this fight. It was incredible. And that moment I realized I can't ever listen to my head again. I have to do what what my, what my, inner being is telling me has to happen I have to I have to honor that because that moment just surpassed anything I could have expected and it wasn't the jump it was it was getting there it was exactly everything you had to get through to get there yeah right so that was that was not my finest looking moment but it was a (laughs) we always get to the one time (laughs) so the the last thing to ask is um how can people join so we are opening up membership for next year now, currently for 2023, but you can always apply at any time. If you go to Jesse Itzler's website, so it's Jesse Itzler, J-E-S-S-E-I-T-Z-L-E-R.com, and you click on coaching, there is an option for one-on-one coaching. And when you click that, it will bring you to the program. 
this year we've we have a couple different options last year it was just the one this year we have a six month program um, we have a 12 month program and then we have a 12 month plus program the six month program is going to be capped at 50 members this year the 12 month will be capped at 100 members we have 33 members returning from last year already so there's 67 open spots and then the 12 month plus will be which premiere will be a 10 person program um, a little bit higher level the descriptions of the programs are all on the website and all of that and um, it's just you know you fill out your application be true to who you are be authentic in yourself and and if you're a good fit for what we're looking to accomplish in life then then you're in and that's how you join there you have it awesome um guys that's just another episode of free game um i want to thank everybody I want to thank mike son connor uh business radio yes, X for, as usual, for hosting us boys. yeah yeah exactly yeah. um rock Lori, thank you so much Lori. for you guys that don't understand Appreciate like Lori's a little again. trooper she got here no excuses literally straight from the airport dealing with personal stuff i know super man. good spirits yeah. super good vibe doesn't change a great being a great being yeah so mm-hmm. it's just awesome to have you back and and not back here but just have you back in the inner presence well, thank and, you uh, and hang out thank you so much i mean it was it was an honor to be asked and it's so much fun just hanging out with you guys so yeah yeah i, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised i was like ah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait i know him <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that was perfect so yeah, it makes it a little easier when you kind of know somebody so it's funny um rock was actually our first guest it was he was a guest it was me and my boy jeremy right yeah. Um, who I used to go on like these these like blunt walks with and I was like yo again my intuition I was like I just know they're going to offer me the podcast that I know I was going to get in 2019 in the next couple of weeks and I was like I'm going to make you the co-host and Jeremy was like huh, alright brother exactly. <laughs> yeah, but he, too, he's like yeah. the perfect co-host like he's right. a great co-host because he'd just be like and ask questions that like people didn't know they exactly. wanted to know and then um, I sent him up to South Carolina to help start an office and that was an experience and then um, last the last episode we did was last week and that was the end of our, our first contract and right, now we're like right. on to the next kind of just go as as we see. Okay. So that's going to kind of just be um, just going. Let's see what happens. There you go. Yeah, the unpredictable future. That's what it's, that's what the good stuff is. That's where it is. Yeah. Life is what happens when you're busy making plans, right? Exactly. Mm. Say exactly. that. And then um, I guess just end kind of with like a scripture or Bible verses. You know, you can't help others when you got a splinter in your own eye, right? So just exactly. live your true, authentic self. And others will be inspired to do the same. So they're trying to talk at people like some of the other groups. Right, right. Live it, and then they'll see it. Absolutely. Facts. Guess that's us, bro.